Blank, I'm Branham. Uh, 4187, you guys make my drives more enjoyable. Aw, oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Thank you. But we want mean text. It's Friday. We need you, you to send I'm us our roughly, mean text. I don't text. need mean text. You take those. Well, I'm tough. I can handle it. Oh. 713-780-3776. Send your mean text about me. We need mean text. All you guys have been nice and sweet and generous throughout the week. It's time for that to end. We have an hour left of the week. Send your worst, meanest, most ruthless text. 713-780-3776. Yeah, I can. Uh, how long is the honeymoon phase for D'Amico Ryans? I think it's... Unless he looks completely over his head, I think it, it the honeymoon is at least this season. I think that it, there's just such a learning curve to going from even from a coordinator to first time head coach, and then when you talk about a first time quarterback, a first time offensive coordinator, all the different things that they're dealing with. I, I don't think you can just shut the door or say that he's on the hot seat or there's issues unless he looks like David Cully, and I don't think that there's any indication he's going to look like David Cully. So I think at least for the full first season. I think he's fine. I, I think that if you start getting into year two and you start seeing a lot of the same results and the same things, then you can start to be a little bit concerned. But we've talked about this. I think that his security level is way stronger than it is for Nick Casario or basically anybody else on the franchise. But I'd say at least a year. This is a pretty fascinating converse, like question that I have because I, I don't really expect the Texans to win a bunch of games this year. But D'Amico Ryans is almost universally liked in this city, right? Mm-hmm. They they loved the hire, former player, captain, really good dude. And, and he also has the resume. Like David Cully was a nice guy, salt of the earth. Same thing with Lovey Smith, but Lovey Smith hadn't coached in a really long time, and David Cully should have never been a head coach. Like D'Amico Ryan's has the pedigree. Other NFL teams wanted D'Amico Ryan. So this isn't just a guy that you're hiring for PR purposes to you know generate the fan interest to spike. Right. It's not like that at all because he wanted to, other teams wanted to hire him. Uh, and he had the number one defense last year with the San Francisco 49ers and was calling plays there. So he has the resume and then he also has the support of the city. So I think that the honeymoon phase is going to last quite a while if I'm being completely honest like I, I think that it's going to he's going to like because I thought this past week that Shane Steichen coached circles around him quite frankly uh, Steichen first year head coach calling plays on offense D'Amico Ryan's first year head coach calling plays on defense and I thought Steichen was far better uh, than D'Amico Ryan's was and we really didn't hear a peep about that like mm-hmm. I think this show might have been the only show that that brought that up uh, because you know we kind of hang our hat on being honest and transparent and calling it like it is D'Amico got a free ride there, I thought. Uh, the punt situation in the was the fourth quarter with about seven minutes to play. Like, got a free pass on that. The usage of timeouts in this first game, mostly a free pass on that. So I think this honeymoon phase is actually going to be quite long for D'Amico Ryans. I think that he's going to get a lot of grace from this fan base. And I am genuinely interested and curious to see how long the fan base will allow that to run. I think it's more than a year. Like, Unless the Texans are getting hammered, they're going 0-17, it's questionable decision after questionable decision, I don't really think that you get any sort of, like, there's always going to be a small pocket of people, but I don't think you get, like, this undercurrent of angst for D'Amico Ryans until, like, at least next season. Uh, And that's fair. I think that the way I was thinking about it, it's... Now, as, and looking at it a little bit further, he's got already built in, not that he needs them, because you're right, he's beloved. He's beloved throughout the league. He's beloved in this city. He's beloved as a player and a, and a coordinator. 
and everybody seems to think he, you got the right guy. You you got the best of the the bunch to, to choose from, and you got him for your franchise. But I think he could say if the offense fails, I had a first time offensive coordinator. I had a first time you know rookie quarterback. Um, the defense is a different story because he is calling plays, and the defense is on him to where they could point some fingers. But I don't think anything is going to be. Let stand out to the point where you say he's in jeopardy of losing his. No, job. no, I'm not, that's not the, the the phrasing that I'm using here. No, I, no. I don't. I don't think he's in jeopardy of losing his job for like five seasons. Like, right. I, no like, doubt. I, like dead serious. Like I don't think if he, even if it goes as bad as we can possibly imagine, I think D'Amico Ryan's is safe for minimum five seasons. Quite frankly, I believe that. But I'm talking about honeymoon phase. When does D'Amico Ryan start giving like getting fair criticism? Because look, I think it would have been fair criticism if he took a lot of heat after week two against the Colts, a game that you were kind of favored to win for a little bit. Um, you were down by 21 points in the third quarter. Shane Steichen, another rookie head coach, coach circles around you, the whole fake punt thing, the usage of timeouts. Like I think it would have been fair for him to get a healthy amount of criticism after week two, and he didn't. Not a healthy amount, not a lot. Like a little we brought it up a few times I, I think that the fan base isn't going to and maybe by honeymoon phase like his approval rating dips below 50 percent like if we're looking at approval rating between one and 100 percent when does it dip below 50 and like what does it take for it to dip below 50 i can't imagine that happening until next year at the absolute earliest yeah, I, I think the more that we're having the conversation, maybe I undersold it. I don't think I agree with you. I said, you know, he's going to he has the most security of anybody in the building, not named McNair. I mean, he's getting Nick Sierra is going to go well before D'Amico goes. But I think that people lose the luster if you see Cully esque tendencies. And I don't think you're going to see those from D'Amico. But losing is the opposite. When winning cures everything, losing starts getting people restless. If you lose. You know, way more than most people that had, even if they had the, the, the big, bright, you know, big blue colored glasses on, you're thinking, hey, this team's going to win seven, eight games this year. And they don't. That's one thing. But if they only win two or three, now people are going to have a little bit of a raised eyebrow. They're going to be a little bit more concerned. But you're right. I don't think that it truly gets to the point where he loses favor with the fan base till at least maybe midseason next year. What do you think on this, Joe? Like, and I, not not even lose it, but like dip below fifty percent because the approval rating right now, like they're zero and two, whatever. Like they're zero and two, rookie quarterback, like Black Cloud, but you know whatever. He's not going to really be graded on what he does in his first season with a very young roster. But when is that approval rating for D'Amico? When is the earliest it would dip below fifty percent? And like, what is the scenario for it to get there? Well, I think the the scenario is it's definitely a very bad season this year where you don't win a lot of games, CJ doesn't continue to improve, and the defense is awful. And then next year, four or five weeks in, you still have one more win. You have one, you're one and four, you're one and five. Like That's the thing when you start to head towards 50%. I think it, for it to full folly below 50, 50%, they're going to have to miss the playoffs by a wide margin in year two. Like I, I think that's pretty clear. I think I, if you get hammered all of this first year, and then you come out of the gates like 0 for 4, 5, I think that's when you start losing a lot. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think this is one of those, it's going to be interesting because I do think that the, the general fan base versus the media might have two very different views on this. Where like The media might have, he could dip below 50% 
quicker with us and the media than with the fans because of his like his standing with the franchise as a player. Yeah, I think it's going to take longer. I mean, like most of the times it does. He could go zero and seventeen this year. I don't think it dips below fifty percent. Like who who catches the grief if they go zero and seventeen this Sloic, year? Sloic, Casario, exactly. Mostly like, Casario, I think. Like how many? Like how how long did it take? for like Georgetown fans to be done with Patrick Ewing. Mm. He was a terrible coach. It was first pretty evident. Yeah, I think they turned on him pretty quick. They yeah. realized he wasn't head coach material. But he had the job for like a little bit of time. I mean, he did. It's like, it, that's what, it's always weird. Who was at St. John's? Chris Mullins. Mullins. Chris Mullins. Like same yeah. thing. Like whenever you bring in like a, a franchise player. Whether Clyde it's college, at U of H? Exactly. Well, he went two years. Yeah. But that was kind of his doing. He, he didn't want to do it anymore. I think, I think two years is like, is the number. But then again, if they get a new a new GM, it might start over. I think it resets the count. I I don't think D'Amico Ryan's can do any wrong this year from like a holistic point of view. Like, did he get out coached this week? That week was this a mistake here? Like, I think we're always going to have those criticisms for any head coach, even if you like them. But from like a, a total holistic, you know, twenty thousand mile view, I don't think that the approval rating for D'Amico Ryan's dips below fifty percent, even if they go zero and seventeen. It's to me, it's all about. It's really about year two because it's also about the other guys, like who you could have had. Like, did they make a homer hire themselves, the McNair family, yeah. versus like if Steichen or Gannon or even Sean Payton? Because like, even though we all knew the Texans kind of got played in that, it felt like uh-huh. I think Texans fans will not remember it that way. If Denver does turn it around, like people are like, well, we could have had Sean Payton. Yeah, but we don't you think Shane Denver Steichen. wanted D'Amico before Sean Payton? I don't know. I think so. Like D'Amico never like he they turned, wanted to interview him and he didn't yeah, get on the plane. So I don't know. And like I wanted nothing to do with Sean Payton because I didn't want to give it the draft capital. Exactly. The only other coach that I mean, I wanted Ben Johnson, but he pulled his name out of the hat very, very early. And I was very intrigued by Shane Steichen. Like it was it was a toss up between Steichen and D'Amico for me. And quite frankly, I wanted Steichen. But I was cool with D'Amico. I I, I thought you were Benny Johnson guy because well I, he pulled his name out early. Remember, I was Benny Johnson. I was Benny Johnson or, or bust because you he and I were both out very very early. I without even saying I, I wanted Ben Johnson, but I also wanted an offensive minded head coach. I was big on that. If you're going to take a franchise quarterback, you get an offensive minded head coach. But yeah. when you got D'Amico and you got a guy that brought so much positivity for so many different reasons, like we talked about, from a player to his mentality to his reputation to what he did in San Francisco. It seemed like best case scenario for this specific franchise with his history in Houston. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Let's take your calls on the other side. A lot of people want to get in on this. How long is the honeymoon phase for D'Amico? At what, what point is it even possible the approval rating gets less than fifty percent? And what about Bobby Slowick into this conversation too? Certainly that's shorter, right? 713-780-ESPN, the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I want to tell you right now about the good people at Allstate Siding and Windows. And I tell you about them because they take care of you. Because you're looking for the best thing for your home. Your home is an investment. As part of the investment, you need to take care of it. When you take care of it, it takes care of you. That could be things like being more energy efficient, being less maintenance involved in it so that it's less cost uh less cost out of pocket more efficient more of a of a money maker for you by the fact that you're saving money you're happy and, and your home is protected and that's why i tell you about all state siding and windows because between siding and windows they can be some of the most important pieces to your house because the siding you don't have to stain it you don't have to paint it it's there it's durable it's tough it can endure the hot summers and the hurricane season, and the windows the same, the double-pane windows, the way that they're insulated, the way they keep the heat out in the in the summertime and the cool out in the wintertime, 
are all the reasons why you need to get a quality company that's trustworthy. Hey, and look, they've been in, in business forever. Four generations, I mean, four different decades of a family-owned business. They're going to take care of you every single step of the way, and they're going to make sure you believe that they know what's best for you, and they're going to talk you all the way through. That's why it's so great for me to speak about them because I believe in the family-owned and operated-type businesses that can tell you we've been here, we've done that, and we can do it for you like we've done it for other people. Check them out today. They've got a ton of different specials going on. Like, for instance, on the fact that from siding, 12 months interest-free, save $2,000 off a siding job. From a Windows perspective, $150 off on Windows, minimum 10 Windows. These are the kind of specials they're always running and they're always taking care of you, the customer. Check them out, allstatesidingandwindows.com, or better yet, give them a call, 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936. Check out the good people at Allstate Siding and Windows. ESPN 97.5.com. You need to learn. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. Paul Galan here for my friends at MyBookie.ag. As a better, as a Houston baseball fan, you probably demand perfection. And MyBookie delivers. NFL, college football, plus baseball give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Join the MyBookie family for an entire season filled with daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and super contests. This season, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code BET975 on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet your deposit amount once, and you're ready to withdraw at any time. Again, that's promo code BET975 to claim your cash deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, some of the Twitchers are saying that we're not going to participate in the mean text because we like you. Well, screw That's you. nice. I like that. 713-780-3776. You got about 40 minutes to get your mean text in. 713-780-3776. Text, the Twitch line does hate they the text do. line, and the text line hates the Twitchers. Mm-hmm. It's a very good civil war that they have going on. And there's really only one traitor, so. Who's that? Richard Willie. Is he? He's a, he's a texter now? Yeah, people get upset when they find out that Richard texts. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he texts a lot. He texts all the time. He texts? He doesn't twitch? He texts all the time. Because he just copy and pastes his, his texts. Uh, he texts probably like six or seven times every five minutes. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Talking about the uh, the approval rating for D'Amico Ryan. Does it ever go? Does it ever dip below 50 at any point this year? When? How? What is the scenario where it exists? Let's go out to Mike. Mike, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Mike? Yeah, hey, I think it has to be extended just basically on, on injuries. I mean, the entire offensive line, the secondary is now beat up. My question is, like, how long into the season until you call it a wash? Do you push C.J. Stroud to stay in there? If it's a close game, and like, do you just keep going? Or do you just call it a wash after week four where it looks like no improvement? That's my question. Thanks, guys. All right. Um, I think we've seen improvement from Stroud. Yeah. I don't know if I really quite understood that part of that. Um, but I've seen improvement from Stroud quite a bit. Like, go watch Stroud's first preseason game, and I know it was a very, very small sample size, and then go watch him last week against the Colts, night and day. Night handled, and day. Handled pressure, 
handled the fact that he he moved out of the pocket. He slid the first week. It, it looked like he was running for his life. He was scared a little bit in the in the first preseason game. But the way he handled it was night and day in the regular season so far. He's looked calm. He's handled situations without getting happy feet and throwing it to the other team. Yeah, he had a fumble last week. But like I said, I, I, think we, I don't know if we see it differently or not. But I thought the fact that he got completely bum-rushed from every different direction and a guy who was trained to punch the football out punched and got it. Yeah, he fumbled. But I don't really put that on him. I think for the most part in terms of protecting the ball, making the right decisions, and not getting you know, too caught up in the moment and panicking, I think that he's he's improved from week to week. Yeah, he could have uh, – I think it is a tall ask for him to protect that football. Like, ideally, you want him to, as soon as he feels that initial contact, protect it a little bit more. But it's hard to put any blame on him for that. I, I do think at times he can get a little happy-footed, a little indecisive, and I do want to see improvement in those areas. At the same time, there's other situations where he sees blitz, gets rid of it very, very quickly. So he's obviously capable of doing it. It's just about doing it every single time. And that's what makes you know average quarterbacks good, good quarterbacks great, is eliminating negative plays. Like, you eliminate sacks. You eliminate fumbles. You eliminate interceptions. I know Stroud doesn't have any interceptions yet, but two of them very, could have, very easily could have been on poor decisions, quite frankly. So, like, those are the areas where he's going to need to improve. Now, he, Mike brings up a really good question about the injuries because there have been tons of injuries. D'Amico will be the first one to tell you we don't make excuses about injuries because right. this is the NFL. Football is a very violent sport. I, I'm with him. Like, as a general manager and as a team builder, you have to understand there are going to be injuries throughout the entire NFL season. It's the fact of life in the NFL. Where I think the Texans have been unlucky with their injuries is how specific they've been to position. Where you were without Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie in week two. Uh, Petrie got hurt in week one where Jimmy Ward did not play. The offensive line like cannot catch a break. So where the Texans, I think, have been unfortunate is that all of these injuries seem to happen specifically at a certain position group. Secondary, offensive line, and and that's that stinks. So like I think it's fair to give D'Amico... Like kind of a, you're not going to grade them as harshly because of the injuries. But saying that, shouldn't you not grade Nick Casario based on the injuries, oh, no or doubt. is it two different fronts? Like, because it, it sounds it sounds a little hypocritical, right? D'Amico, you grade a little bit on a curve because he's dealing with injuries, but a lot of people yesterday willing to fire Nick Casario because of injuries. But to me, it's how you've handled the injuries when you knew they existed when we didn't. The, the Kenyon Green situation, you know, drives me nuts uh-huh. because it's one thing to know what you're dealing with that we didn't know. But when we find out and you're open about the fact of when it happened and how much time you had to prepare for what, as you put it, was inevitable. It wasn't an if it was when. Yeah. And you didn't provide the team, the resources and a roster full of backups capable, capable of doing the job if and or as you put it, when he went out. You, th- that's the difference between D'Amico and Casario, right? Like, mm-hmm. D'Amico didn't draft them when they were injury-prone. Nick Casario drafted Stingley when he was injury-prone, and Kenyon Green might have had some questions whenever he was drafted. Like, the whole, like, is he going to need, is there something up with his knee? There were some rumors and stories that Kenyon Green could slide because of some injury concerns, and he did draft Mechie coming off a torn ACL. Uh, the Bobby Slowick part of this conversation. D'Amico Ryans, we, we're, we all agree. We might differ on our answer. We, we all agree that D'Amico Ryans is going to have a long runway. Honeymoon phase is going to last a while. Maybe there's some excuses that are helping out D'Amico, like the injuries, like Nick Casario is going to be a scapegoat for sure. How much shorter is it for the offense coordinator, Bobby Slowick? 
Boy, well, I think that because D'Amico is insulated, because D'Amico is basically untouchable for a while, I think that in the progression of when a coach feels the heat, I think before it gets to him, in a lot of cases, it goes to the coordinators. And and you see it with good teams, you see it with bad teams. And and I think that if Bobby Slowick continues to force feed run when you know that basically all they can do is pass, and a lot of it has to do with the offensive line, but if he continues to, you know, they have to keep burning timeouts and they look disorganized, and I hate to say it, but it's almost, again, Cully-esque. If they look Cully-esque in their organization and the way that they are, are, are executing, then I think that Bobby Slowick in a year's time, if this is a really bad year and you know you've got a really good quarterback in the making and you don't feel like he's doing the things to advance your quarterback to the next level and you have concerns about the plays he's calling and the structure in which he's trying to run it, then I think in a year's time, he could face some, some I, I think he might be under a 50% approval rating already. Now, I don't think it's fair because he hasn't had the offensive line. I think that my real answer for this is after week six. Like, if you've had a you've had six weeks, that's, that's more than a third of the NFL season. You've now had your offensive line back for, it would be just two games. But I think it could come as early as week six, like after, after week six. You've played six games, your offensive line's full strength for two of them. I think it could come that soon for Bobby Slowick, Joe. I agree. I also think it's a little bit here already, like you said. Because I think it's starting to brew. It it's, it goes back to week one and, and, and what you saw in week two, the the, fir- the first fourth and one that they went for. It was a disaster play call. We all saw it last week on the one-yard line. You hand it off to a fullback. Like, what are we doing? Like, like who thinks in 2023 handing the ball to a fullback when Damian Pierce can't get two yards yeah, yeah, they converted is a, a good idea? They, they, they converted a third and one on that very same play earlier in the game. Though. I know, I know. But, like, I just don't. I don't believe that it was a good play call. I think you're seeing fans, like they're seeing the productivity from Stroud. They're blaming Slowick, I think, unfairly for some of Pierce's struggles. And, like, he's, he, I think he's feeling some heat already. Like, you, when you hire someone from the Shanahan system or McVay system, they're, they're probably going to get, like, overhyped, and you're going expect, to expect to see this miraculous offense I don't think Slowick right was, though. Like, I don't think Slowick was overhyped. Like, I really I do. don't. I think it was like a first time offensive play caller, was a PFF geek, was spent time on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I don't think he had the fanfare of like a Mike McDaniel. No. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people like that used to be on this station See, that like were pumping up this hire and they'd never seen him do anything. Yeah, maybe that was maybe that was my take then. Like that I didn't have the fanfare of a Bobby Slowick like it didn't Now I hope it all works See, out. I hope I'm wrong. I think Joe's right in the fact that just because he came from the Shanahan system, it doesn't matter how long he was there, it didn't matter if he wasn't calling plays. I think a lot of people expect the Shanahan system no matter where a Shanahan disciple goes and don't understand all that goes into it. His lack of a background and experience for an extended period of time. The weapons that you have or don't have. The injuries that occur all play in. But I think people expect it when they come from that system. I wanted Cliff. 713-780-3776. I wanted a first-time defensive-minded head coach to have a, an offense coordinator with a good amount of experience. Uh, let's go out to the HRP listener line. Keith, you're in the hive. What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. Uh, great conversation today. I think D'Amico's got a couple of years of leeway. Um, obviously, I think with so much pressure riding on the Cardinals draft pick that formerly the Texans and basically gifting the Cardinals potentially Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr., I think there's more pressure on Casario more than every, anything. Yeah. I think he's gone after this year. Slowick, I think, is probably gone as well. I think you got to bring in a QB, offensive-minded OC for a young QB 
like a potential Byron Leftwich, even though he fizzled out in Tampa. Uh, he played the position. And third thing on a Friday, uh, food question for the group. Are you, if you could do Chick-fil-A tenders in the spicy jalapeno Chewy's Ranch or the Wingstop Ranch, what are you going with? Thanks, guys. <laughs> what? I'd, I'd probably go with the spicy jalapeno Chewy's Ranch. I'm in love with the uh, spicy jalapeno ranch from Chewy's. It is so good. Give me that and a mango margarita. Game over. That's a, that's a good way to spend a Friday afternoon. I just like the, the Chick-fil-A spicy nuggets. If I could do Chick-fil-A spicy nuggets, I don't need any extra on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Lamont says it's uh, funny hearing the highway to hill, uh, highway to hell, say that the honeymoon phase is over while at the same walk on eggshells while talking about D'Amico. I don't see how the honeymoon uh, the honeymoon phase is over at all. I haven't seen that. Could, did they really say that? I guess. Like, I, don't, I mean, we I don't, don't listen to them. Yeah, I, 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 I just they did. Did they really? Really? Yeah. As soon as his the run game got gashed, it was over. That's what they said. I didn't realize oh that. Good. I didn't know. Honestly, that. that was going to be part of my take earlier. Was as soon as the uh, they started telling you it was over. I, feel, I do feel like the one thing I'll give them credit for is leading bad narratives. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll throw it in there. That is funny, though, where like, you're walking on eggshells, but then at the same time saying the honeymoon, like it's contradictory. And look, I, I didn't think he had a good week, too, but I don't think that the honeymoon phase is anywhere close to over. Uh, 4187 had a six weeks work for Slowick, but not Ryan's. Well, Slowick's calling the offense. D'Amico Ryan's is a former loved player that has a lot of leeway. Uh, eight seven five five. Slowick needs to keep up on uh, one quick checkdowns or quick passes to the running back. The line is too beat up. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's had a lot of long developing routes that I think will someday be very effective. Just not right now with the current personnel Plus, that he has. You, yeah, exactly. And on that same front, you can't continue to try and force feed the run if it's not going to work because you got a bad offensive line that can't open open up any holes. Yeah, you got to try and create some balance. There's other ways to do that. You can create a run like atmosphere with play action with the fact that you can do the wheel routes you can do things like the quick slants but the running game right now seems like no matter what you do you're not going to get much out of it so you i think you've got to change your mindset a little bit yeah you got to keep defenses honest but i, I think it's a pass first offense 713-780-3776 keep those mean text rolling mean text the final segment of the evening before we play who said it here in a little bit it's time for us to give away something. The American hard rock band Guns N' Roses is headed back out on the road for their 2023 Global World Tour. They're touching down in Houston on Thursday, September 28th, less than a week from now, a week from yesterday, at Minute Maid Park. Caller number five. It's a sprint. Caller number five to 713-780-3776 wins a pair of tickets to see the show. And make sure you get your tickets now. LiveNation.com. Guns and Roses. Minute Maid Park next Thursday. Who said it is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, weekend's here. Football on the horizon. We're talking Texans. We're talking NFL. We're talking college. Of course, the baseball fans out there know these games are so important going down the stretch. You want to feel like you're a part of the action even more? Put some action on the game. Go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag, always taking care of their customers, always there for you when you want to put some money down and make those games more interesting. And they have tons of other ways they can help you, too. The main thing I always tell you, though, is remember the promo code BET975 because that promo code is going to open extra doors for you by getting you extra money. Put a minimum of $50 in your account as either a new subscriber or a reload uh, that you've already been on mybookie.ag in the past. 
and you can get ex- up to 200 extra bucks in your account and more money in your account, more games you can play, more games you can bet on, more casino games you can get in on, and all the different ways they can help you try and win. they got early cash outs. If you get, say, you're doing a, a couple of games and you've got a parlay going on, but you want to get out after two games and get paid, you can if you want to keep it rolling, try to get the big bucks. You can do that, too. they got a money bag promotion. It's like a slot machine for sports odds. The slot machine spits out epic odds on props, parlays, and futures, and you could cash in. Sports contests are all over the place all the time at mybookie.ag. And like I said, they even have live dealers standing by for casino games when there's no games to bet on as well. Soccer, UFC, baseball, college football, pro football, and so much more. You can put it all there at mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975 because that's going to open the door to those extra dollars in your account and the better chance that you have to cash them out. You get that bonus money. You bet it at least one time. And if you win and you want to take it out, you put it in your back pocket and go have yourself a really good weekend. That's because you go to mybookie.ag and you use the promo code BET975. It's like I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag. All right. He's blank. I'm Brandon. I feel that we have to ask, what uh, right. what tricks are you up to this week? Yeah, what, are the, what are the pseudo rules this week? The only time you'll hear, potentially hear, a producer's voice is in the fifth one, the, the acting. All right. So we have the bench. We have the paw. We have the, the beard, but not the who. Yes. And then we have PC. That's it. That's how it should be. That's fair. That's how it yeah, should be. Just, I just, tip my cap to you. It's a short list. I really miss having a three-man show to choose from. It just it just lightens. Do my... you though? I don't. I miss the Do amount. Do you though? I miss the amount of hosts to choose from. Let me just okay. It that that's way. better. Can't wait till October second. Can you start using yourself? No, I'm not going to do that. I think it'd be fair. Well, you guys listen. At least one of you does. I think it'd be fair. I know Joel listens. I think it'd On be the way fair. Home. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you guys are in the car. Like I, there's a really good chance you're going to get all of them. All right, number one. Well, then BMAC would have to count. I probably shouldn't say how much sports radio I listen to. A lot. Not a lot. I listen all the time. Uh, all right, go ahead. Number one. They had three plays like that where the running back was getting hit as he was getting the ball. Like, what the hell was that? They had three. That sounds like a, okay. <laughs> Could it be Granada? It's, no, I don't think so because it sounds like kind of a casual take. Uh, that like Lance is going to break that down a little bit more, and then like to have that reaction. I think it's either Paul, Josh, or PC. I think it's off the bench. The bench is going to have a little bit more sophisticated conversation. That he getting the ball and then he's getting smacked. What the hell? Like I, I think it's a little bit more sophisticated than down the bench. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I don't think that I am. Well, I don't think you. I don't. I don't think that's the wrong take because they do normally go in depth, and Granado gets very much heartbroken when things don't go well, and then he gets emotional, and then he lets it fly. Yeah, I feel like this is more of like a high pitched. What the? Well, then, it, I mean, if it's a high pitch, yeah. then it's Paul. What, can you read it again, Joe George? Oh, he was going to go play it. I don't think No, I was just getting ready. They had three plays like that where the running back was getting hit as he was getting the ball. Like, what the hell was that? The what the hell was that could be Beard. Yeah. I'm, I'm torn on those three. I don't think it's the bench. I, I want to just okay, get rid of the bench. Fine. I'm fine ruling that out. It makes sense to me. I'm the team-friendly guy of the two of us. I don't think that's true. I think it is. I pass the ball way more. That's not true. <laughs> that's true. You are. You're more Steve Kerr. I'm more Jordan. That's that's fair. That's oh, a good God. point. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. I'm glad that you said yeah, that. Okay. Those were your words, not mine. No, um, those weren't my words for sure. No. <laughs> um. You you call it like you're usually better at this game than I am. 
Joe, one more time, please. They had three plays like that where the running back was getting hit as he was getting the ball. Like, what the hell was that? I think it's Paul or PC, honestly. I, I, you know, I think, think I want Beard's out? I think, I think so. That last part feels like Beard to me, but okay. So if it's Paul or PC, would, would PC say, what the hell was that? Yeah, absolutely. I could see Paulie saying it. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those two. So how we call how, shot clock? All right, what? White is definitely Paul, and then the one that's not white is PC. I have a white and brown football. All right, well, it's right on the <laughs> right middle. on the laces. It's right twice the again. All right, it's white. So Paul, Paul, Paul Gallant. They had three plays like that, Man. where the running back oh. was getting hit as he was getting the ball. Unreal. Like what the hell was going on? Oh, see, all right, number two. Dang it, pork is more likely to make you sleepy than anything, and it makes me think of a Chappelle show skit where people are eating ribs to go to bed. Beard or Paul? It's food. It's beard. He's in the mix. You think? Yeah. You I don't. I don't think Creighton watches Chappelle. Who doesn't watch Chappelle? Creighton. Okay. You don't think it's the bench? Maybe, but probably not. I don't think Granado watches Chappelle. So Paul or Beard? Say yeah. it one more time, Joe. Pork is more likely to make you sleepy than anything, and it made me think of a Chappelle show skit where people are eating ribs to go to bed. Man, that's a tough one. I lean Beard. You do? Yeah. Man. I was thinking Paul. You want to do your football thing again? Yeah. We'll go Paul's white again. That one's brown, so it's mm-hmm. beard. Okay. We'll go Josh Beard. Pork oh, is more likely to make you sleepy than anything. Oh, and it made this me football. think about a Chappelle show skit. It's gone. People were eating ribs to go to bed. Well, we've come back before. All right, number this. three is really hard. Man. Like, really, really challenging. I felt like there's a, like one or two words in here that made it obvious, but it, you guys are going to complain, so... Uh, number three, I really got a sense that the Orioles are the 2017 Astros. I felt like the beginning part would make it clear that some it's someone. I've really got a sense? Yeah. That would make it clear? I just don't feel like everyone talks like that. Really? It feels bad for taking out those words that he's trying to give us a hint. I have a sense. Well, this was th- to me. This is Polly talking about the fact that this isn't the Astros' year, and that they're not going to get to the World Series or even the American League Championship Series. I think he went on that rant the other day, and he was trying to make the case, and he was talking very positively about the Orioles. And then he would say, "Why, why would he say I have a sense though? Like, why is that the game? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't either. I don't know. No, understand. I just this is a hard one. I was just trying to help. You want to go, Paul? Would he go, Paul, back to back? I don't know. You're not feeling it this week. Well, I'm, I'm upset that we've been down to a 50-50 and we guessed wrong both times. Well, we didn't guess wrong the football. Day. The football. That's why I got rid of the football. Uh, like the bench the bench trusts the coin. The coin is spoken. Yeah. Well, the ball well, spoken. You, you know, speak well. You know what we should have been doing? We should have been fading the football like we fade Joe George. Fade the ball. Uh, let's go, Paul. It was your first guess. That's fine. Paul Gallant. I really got a, a sense that the Orioles are the 17 Astros. Why didn't you say I really got a sense? I did. I said I really got a sense. I thought you started. All right, before I read number four, I would like to make just remind everyone the rules of this game. My name is Joe George. I'm reading someone else's quote. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can we um, just get the audio just read right now? <clears throat> Women know, even if they don't like sports, they know when the least opportune time is for them to talk. Say again? Women know, even if they don't like sports, they know when the least opportune time for them to talk. When it's the least important time for them to talk. I think this is probably one of those beard thought before words. Okay. And then just rattles it out before he realizes what he said. Okay. I'll roll with that. We're not going to win this week anyway, so I'll just roll with that. That's fine. Josh Beard. Women know. Even if they don't like sports, they know when the least opportune time is for them to talk. You want to let that go for a while? No. BC, I just yeah, I was wondering how far he went with that. <laughs> uh, there was more, but oh, okay. <laughs> there's only so much I get to use. All right, here's the, the acting class. Is Philadelphia a much more dangerous place since all those Georgia drivers are there? Do you think insurance rates are going up in Philadelphia? Sean and Paul, I guess. Um... Can this be Andrew and Josh? And B Mac? No B Mac. No B Mac. So you want to go with Andrew and Josh? He hasn't used that show yet. We gotta say face. Yeah, I think it might be that show. The I think it might be Andrew and Beard. Oh, and Beard. Because he hasn't used them. Like this is just law of averages at this point. Fine. Alright, them. Do you think insurance rates oh, are going up are going up in Philadelphia? Dell? Is Philadelphia a much more dangerous place since all those Georgia drivers are there? You think insurance rates are going up in Philadelphia? Uh, I don't know how I love feeling, uh, using a... I, I thought we didn't use producers on a two-man show. What? I don't think we use producers on a no, two-man we said show. No, producer, we said the producers were available for the fifth one. Yeah, I don't know if... Whatever, we got hammered. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that we bad. usually do that. I thought producers was only to counter a single-man host. No, we said that before the, mm. with the rules. Mm. All right, whatever. we got swept. Two matter. more weeks of this, and then we'll go back to the old rules. I can't wait. October... I can't wait for this who guy to be re- re- revealed. October 6th, we'll go back to the old rules. All right, is Jordan hurt again? That's not great. And what are your favorite Texans, Jack, storylines? And your final chance to get some mean tweets in. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend, Doc Linville. Doc Linville, good dude better at what he does and he does so many things well he does the neograph procedure better than anybody else and you can get in on it the neograph procedure if you're not aware it's getting your hair back it's your own hair taken from where you're never going to lose it and genetically you're never going to lose it in the sides and on the back of your head no matter how bald you are on top or in front and he can move some of that to where you need it most and he can get that bald spot covered up and he can get you more coverage in your thinning spots and he can make you feel better, look better, and it can get the results that you're after that you can't get from the sprays and the creams and the foams. All you need to do is check it out. Go to 975hair.com. I did because Doc Linville told me to. He met with me and said I can get your hairline back. I doubted him. Then I talked to him. Then I believed in him. And then I went after I did the procedure, I'm telling everybody about him and telling you about him right now because he gets results and he gets your hair back. It's fantastic. Granada will tell you the same thing because we are the human guinea pigs to speak for this because we've got the results and we can speak from experience telling you it works. Check it out today, 975hair.com. You get a free consultation with Doc Linville and his staff. It normally costs 150 bucks. You're a listener to the show. 
You don't have to pay a darn thing. No obligation, no signing on the dotted line, nothing out of pocket. Go in and ask questions. Find out how long the procedure takes, when you'll see the full results. The spoiler alert, 95 to 99% of those follicles that he moves are going to stay and grow and be with you for the long haul because they're coming from a place where they never disappear. It's absolutely fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. Check it out and see if it's right for you, too. Go to 975hair.com. About 24 hours away from kickoff tomorrow night at TDECU Stadium. Houston, Sam Houston, first time these two teams playing since 2005. This is the place to be. Weather's going to be beautiful for kickoff at 6. Weather's going to be beautiful for the tailgate scene uh, before the game as well. Come early, enjoy the weather, enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU Stadium, including a huge LED TV screen so you don't miss out on any of the games as you're walking up to the game. Uh, The Bud Light Backyard, good spot for a drink, cook fan fest, good spot for some fun, and much, much more. Get your exclusive four-pack, family four-pack, for an unforgettable experience. Four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas for $60. Get your tickets, uhcougars.com slash tickets, 713-GO-COUGS. Where else can you get that? A family entertainment of four for just $60. Four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, just $60. Also, if you're more of an individual, you don't have the family, it's just you and a date or just you, individual tickets on sale as well for $20. Get those tickets now. UHCougars.com slash tickets. 713-GO-COUGS. Come early. Be loud. Wear red. Yep. He's blank on Branham. Uh, we've been humiliated in who said it. Ooh, yes. Uh, Frommer Valdez on the mound tonight. Reagan's the pitcher for the Royals, the lefty, the guy in the Aroldis Chapman trade. Good, good, uh, good pitcher of the month up. in August. He was. The American League. Yep. 6-4, and 3-33 ERA. That's what Callis told us. Uh, from Valdez, 12 and 10 with the 320 ERA. Now, this is not a rematch. Astros got to Raggins uh, the other day when they, or Reagans, when they faced him the other day. But, um, I hope he's a Raggins tonight. I hope he's a Raggins. Astros trying to win their first series in four tries. Uh, Jordan Alvarez might be dealing with something, guys. Uh, Jordan is in the lineup, though. Uh, no Michael Brantley. Uh, he might be done. No Yiner. But, uh, Chandler Rome tweeting these out uh, from the media scrum before the game. Dusty Baker said the Astros have been trying to stay away from playing Jordan Alvarez in left field. Alvarez played catch earlier today with trainer Jeremiah Randall and Joe Espada watching him. It's interesting. Not every day you play catch with a trainer watching you as you play catch. Uh, he was asked, Dusty Baker was, if Alvarez is battling an ailment. Baker replied, it's better that we DH him. So that's not a no. Hmm. So it's better that we DH That's him. It's like Todd Why? Callis telling you that you might, if yeah. you don't see Brantley at a certain time, you might be worried. When a guy's not supposed to be giving out ailments, but answers like that. Yeah, I mean, if like, a trainer's watching you throw, something's bothering you. There's an ailment there. And if the manager's asked if there's an ailment and he doesn't say no, and he says it's better that we DH him and not playing him in the field, it's clear that he has an ailment. And again, you're on rule number one. He only DHs, except in the playoffs if you need to get Yiner Diaz into the lineup. Uh, Dusty also said that Michael Brantley's probably unavailable today. Might be unavailable might for be the, rest the, rest of the rest of the year. season. Yeah, might, yeah. We'll see. We'll oh, see how it all, it all goes. Um, At least it was some sprinkles and ice cream. Yeah, yeah, it was great while it lasted. At least we won't bring them back next year. The Astros won't. Uh, what are your favorite storylines ahead of this Jacksonville-Houston game on on Sunday? What are What are some things you're really excited to watch? I'm really I'm really excited to watch CJ Stroud. Uh, I think that every week he seems to get better. Uh, even if he isn't great this week, I want to see him against the competition, a divisional opponent. You're going to see a lot of a young on the rise playoff team of a year ago. Athletic. I want to see how CJ does. Uh, that that's the first thing that interests me. 
And then I want to see if the defense can bounce back. I want to see the defense because they're going to be playing again a young, talented offense that has a lot of weapons and see how they bounce back, especially because they've got injuries too now. It's not like it's just the offensive line. Now because you've got Stingley out and you've got some injuries on the defensive side, I want to see D'Amico and the defense bounce back, scheme the right way to try and slow down a guy like ETN who's not a between-the-tackles runner, but if you get him out in space, he can kill you. And the fact that Trevor Lawrence, you got to do some things to try and make things more difficult for him scheme-wise and schematically. I'm interested to see what D'Amico does. But I think the most overwhelming thing for me or the, the, the overwhelming thing I'm looking at every single week is C.J. Stroud. I like the matchup, too. Like, not I know that Stroud isn't going head-to-head with Trevor Lawrence, but like we really enjoyed the Manning-Brady rivalry for so long, we thought we were going to have a Watson-Mahomes rivalry. That never existed. But you have Mahomes-Burrow now. Like, this might be the premier AFC South quarterback rivalry with C.J. Stroud sure. and with Trevor Lawrence. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see those two on the football field alternating series, you know, see who gets the leg up there. These They played in college, but it was when Stroud was backing up fields. They played like in an Orange Bowl or something like that. Uh, Ohio State won, but but Stroud was the backup for fields. Now the injury report is out. Denzel Perryman has been ruled out for this game. So the Texans are going to be shorthanded in the linebacker room, in a linebacker room that has not been that good. Christian Harris flat out got beat out for his job by Henry To'o To'o. So Harris, I'm sure, will be on the field with To'o To'o. I imagine they go a lot of nickel in this game, especially with Jacksonville's personnel and what they do. But you don't have a nickel or starting nickel. Tavier Thomas has been ruled out. Jalen Petrie, Derek Stingley also ruled out. The only other injury is uh, Laramie Tunsil, who's been deemed questionable i imagine that tunsil is going to play like he's been on the football field he's been practicing i imagine tunsil listed as questionable will play on sunday and i, they I think could so use too. some bodies on that offensive line they could and, and experienced bodies you know i think that him sitting out was not easy to accept because of the situation you already in offensive line wise but i think him sitting out and realizing just how bad that line play was or how it affected how anything the offense tried to do I think he realized that he's got to be out there. He is making the check. He knew the fingers were being pointed at him, and all eyes were on him for not playing. I think he'll play. The uh, Poncho asked a good question. Over under uh, number of times CJ gets sacked on Sunday. He's been averaging five and a half. Yeah, he's a game. been averaging close. To, the eleven leads the league, right? Correct. Um, leads the world. Boy. I'm going to say four. I think they're going to do a better job of getting it out of his hands. I think Stroud's going to you know, continue to develop in that. And I think Laramie, I mean, I know Laramie was there in game one, but he wasn't there last week. You said four? Yeah. I'll take the under. I'll go three. Okay. I'll go three seconds. Joe, so you want to get in on the sack fun? I'll go. Three still a lot, though, by the way. Like three under, still but not where? great. Like three, four. Two and a half? Well, I said four. He said three. You want to call it in the middle? I can't call three and a half. <laughs> he goes three. Get a half sack. We'll give Joe a not we'll give, the quarterback. That's true. We'll give Joe, <laughs> we'll give Joe a three on that one. All right, Joe, hit the music. It's time to get to some mean text. It's the wheel of bits on the killer bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm gonna get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for mean texts. Here's Joel and Jeremy and Joe. <laughs> All right. It's amazing. No one sent a mean text about uh, Joel again. It's Yeah, they did. I saw it. It's unbelievable. No one sent a mean <clears throat> text about, about Blankers. It's incredible. I can't. I mean, they love you, Blankers, in this city. They said, they said 
we have faces for radio, especially me. I saw some of them. No one were directed specifically at you. They were more like show text. So, like, it's the darnest thing. No one, everybody loves you, Joel. Everyone loves right. you, Blankers. Right. Uh, Rolando on the Twitter says, Joe George, you're fat. That's, that's Damn. crossing Jesus. a line there, Starts Rolando. High and tight. He go. He said that I'm. He goes, Branham, you're dumb. That's the best I got. I don't mean none of that except for Joe. What is it? <laughs> Joe's not even that fat. He's really. That's so he's mean. really not fat at all. That's so mean. Joe. He's not even fat. It's inaccurate. What bothers me about that? You said that was on Twitter. Yeah, it was on Twitter. At Joe George Radio. Come he, on, Rolando. He, he added you. Oh, did I just missed it. You're in the maybe you have a muted or blocked. <laughs> no, you're you're definitely on there. Here are a couple of the other uh, mean text. Branham, you're the worst in Houston radio. <laughs> if not for your relationship with Tillman, you'd be an overnight stalker at Walmart. Here's the best part about this: he he spelled stalker S T A L K E R. Stalker is not spelled that way. Well, maybe that's what he, well, maybe uh, that's what he meant. I think he, I thought he meant like you're stalking the shelves at Walmart. That's what he for sure. You'd be an overnight stalker S- at Walmart. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he actually meant, S-T-O-C-K-E-R, but we don't know for sure. That's how you spell the shelves. That's how you'd spell that, right? He spelled it like stalker, like you're out there stalking Walmart. Spying on something. Yeah, I don't. I think he. I think this is a misspell. I think it's a misspell. So your mean text is a stupid text. Screw this, Jeremy guy. Where's Barry? He's probably doing some comedy in front of a dozen people in Lagrange. He's probably where he's at. Uh, I'm Branham, and I'm, I'm always quote being completely honest. Do I say that a lot? Do I say I'm always I'm being completely honest? I think everybody does. I'll workshop that one. I think Granado does. I'll workshop that one. Some some jerk texted this before. Who said it? He said, "I hope you guys lose." Who said it? Can you believe that somebody would That's be rooting against the killer bees? Yeah. Who said it? Like, Someone said that they wished I had a bad weekend because by losing. Oh, do you want to get into yours? You can. Okay. Well, you could be some. Sometimes you can, man. <laughs> Rolando also said that you're tacky. Okay. This was one that we had last week. I saved some from last week, too, in case you ever wanted us to read some of yours. I can't believe Joel is still employed after wanting to trade Tucker for Gruchek. Yeah, that guy never will forget the fact that when Tucker <laughs> was underperforming, I said several names, but that's something that he will live by, so at least he listens. That was one that was cute last week. It uh, doesn't matter what y'all do. The Killer Bees will never reach the height of the Blitz in this time slot. We can't We can't find out who's got a monitor that we can bribe. How long? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, how long were they together? Nine? Nine years? Oh, they had a hell of a run. There's no way you and I are staying together nine no, years. Uh-uh. I, I love you, but there's no way we're staying together for nine years. You're going to be doing basketball somewhere soon. This so. guy says this show recycling takes from Paul and Josh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the, we do. That's one of the dumbest texts I've ever heard in my life. What a moron. You don't like that one. Yeah, I don't know. If, I think it's I, tough when you're like the last one of the last shows of the, the lineup well, to Paul, not have a have like some takes line up with other shows. But I also think like Paul and our show might be the most opposite when it comes, especially baseball takes. All right, oh, last one. Sure. Tell the Twitch losers to get out of their mom's basement and live life. That was a nice one. That's a good way to end it. Thanks for all of your mean text, even if some of you didn't mean it, even if some of you did. All right, does it for us. Thanks to Joe George for doing all the hard work. He's blank. I'm Brad, and we'll talk to you on Monday, Houston. Joe George and the bullpen is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.